Hi, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, or whatever. Uh, regardless, episode 57. Um, I miss Ashley. I hate doing this alone. I really hate doing this alone. I'm just going to say it now. Um, anyways, um, I didn't have an episode last week. I could tell you why. Uh, I was in and out of the ER, so that was fun. Um, I was on a trip and I was actually in Detroit and I woke up in my hotel room in Detroit incredibly nauseous, like super, super nauseous, went straight to the bathroom, throwing up, um, and then like I felt a little better, like I, I ate some Tums to see if that would help and I was just like, screw it, I'm just gonna get ready go to the van, like, go to the airport, let's see how this day goes, because, like, I'm feeling okay after I threw up, so I was like, okay, maybe it was just that, maybe I just need to throw up. Um, we get, I get done with my pre-flight, we board, I'm sitting there, so I'm, I'm the forward, so I'm in the front, and I'm on the 700, so there's only one bathroom, and it's in the back, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, we were sitting in our jump seats, taxiing out and I'm like I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna throw up so I call my my aft in the back my flight attendant in the back and I was like hey I am feeling incredibly nauseous right now she's like okay do you want to switch spots and I was like yeah please so we switch and I immediately go to the bathroom throw up again and I'm like shaky and she gets me like ginger ale, she's super sweet. Like she's like, I have like apples and bananas, do you want some, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm able to throw up good right, bef right before we took off pretty much, which was whatever. Um, but uh, I can't think right now for some reason, regardless, very sick. Then I had two more legs left and then I was done. Like it was my, it was my last day of a three day. I think, I, I think it was a three day. It was my last day. And so we were flying from Detroit to Chicago and my next two flights were incredibly long flights. I think they were like almost three hour flights. So that's like six more hours of flying, not to mention the sitting in between and like the deep planning and boarding. And I wanted to finish so bad because I didn't want to have to use an occurrence because I'm still on probation, but I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, so I ended up having to call out. And so this was the 30th, December 30th. And I had the 31st off. So I had New Year's Eve off that night. I like, I wasn't feeling like the rest of the day on the 30th, I went home and I slept and I slept like all day. And then the 31st, I still wasn't feeling good, incredibly nauseous. So I threw up again, couldn't eat anything, could hardly drink anything because it just made me super sick. And so around like 11.30 that night, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the ER. So I go to the ER and they take my blood and everything because I'm like, I told them, I was like, you know, I have chronic pancreatitis. Like I deal with this, like I've done this before. Like, just take my, take my blood, check my lipase, please, and then treat me so I can get on with my life. And 
they, um, I waited, so they took my blood, gave me some Zofran, and threw me back in the waiting room. I waited in that waiting room for six hours for the doctor to see me for maybe 10 minutes and tell me that everything looked fine, and then he sent me home. Wasn't feeling better. So it's now the first, because I waited, spent New Year's Eve in the ER, literally like, <laughs> so they sent me home. It's the first, still not feeling well. I'm like hoping, so I had to call, obviously I had to call out for, um, for that day. Cause I was working the first, I think I had a, like a four day bucket. No, I had a six day, I think six day bucket. And, um, so whenever I called in, uh, they took me off for the first and the second. So I was like, okay. And then I had a four day trip coming up, coming up on the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. So I was like, okay, hopefully I can just work that. Um, hopefully I'll be fine. And I can just work that. Yeah, um, no, I was still not feeling good and I ended up having to go back to the ER because I, I just, I literally, I was feeling so sick that I felt like I was going to pass out. Like I, my body felt like it was shutting down. And so I went back to the ER and I was like, Hey, like, please do something for me because I know my, know my body. I know when something's not right. Granted, I wasn't in severe pain like I usually am whenever I have a flare-up, but I was still in pain. My back was hurting incredibly bad, and I was extremely nauseous. I'm like, no, this isn't right. Like, let's, let's get this shit done. And so I went there. They were way more busy than they were on the, um, the 31st, on New Year's Eve. They were way more busy. And I waited, so they got me, took, they checked me in, she didn't give me Zofran, they wouldn't take my blood at first, um, I waited probably, like, I waited like an hour and a half to even check in, after I checked in, I waited about an hour, and then the doctor finally, like, pulled me back there, and she was like, well, you were just here, so I don't want to take your blood again. I don't want to run tests again. You were literally just here and everything was fine. Blah, 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 blah. You're being a fucking bitch to me, right? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not feeling fine. Like, that's, that's why I'm here. Like, I'm not here. I'm not, like, okay. Yes, I have chronic pancreatitis. Yes, a lot of people with alcoholism have pancreatitis. But I am not an alcoholic. I was never a heavy drinker. Ever. I just cannot, my pancreas just cannot handle alcohol like others can't. Like, I, it just can't. So, yeah, I'm sure her first thought was, oh, this alcoholic is just med-seeking. Med like, of course, like, blah, blah, I'm not going to fucking put up with her, blah, blah. So she's being a bitch to me. And I'm like, no, that's, like, not what I'm doing. I have, like, three bottles of pain meds at home. You think that I would just take those. I wouldn't come to the fucking hospital for meds. Like, I need, I need to be treated. I treated. I need fluids. I, help me, please. Like, and so she sent me back in the waiting room with nothing. No Zofran, nothing to help me. I am miserable in the waiting room, right? And then I, I didn't bring any water with me because I'm a fucking idiot. And I was just, I packed a bag though. 
both times I went to the ER last week, I packed a bag because I always know. I know now. Pack a bag, you pack some clean underwear, you pack some socks, some jammies, um, you know, like toothbrush, razor, everything because like phone charger because I've spent my first hospital stay was like seven days. Then I spent another three to four days like no, like I know how this goes. So I was prepared, but I didn't bring water. And, um, so I went to ask the nurse that I checked in with for water and she was like, um, do you feel like you're going to throw up? And I was like, well, yeah, but like, I really need some water to help soothe my stomach, like just a little bit. And like, my mouth is really dry. And she's like, well, there's a vending machine around the corner. Bitch. What? <laughs> You're kidding, right? So I'm pissed. So I just go and sit back down because I'm like, ma'am, I, I don't know. No. <laughs> and then like I just, I was so irritated that I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go check the vending machine. They're out of water. The vending machine is out of water. And the water fountains turned off because of COVID. <laughs> Oh my god, I was so pissed. I was so pissed. And like I was texting my family group chat about it. My parents were livid. They're like, what hospital are you at? Are you at? Blah, blah, blah. Like, um, I was telling them and then um, I ended up having a friend bring me water, which was really nice. But I just couldn't believe that situation. They were fucking assholes to me. That in, like the entire time I was waiting in the waiting room. Guys... I waited at least 12 hours in that waiting room that night, but I had to. I had no other choice. I needed to get treated or else I would I would continue to be miserable. And I was at that point I was severely dehydrated because I could not keep anything down. So I had to. I had to stay. I know it's really ridiculous that I waited that long, but I did and it, I'm really glad I did because once they finally got me back there, my nurse that I had, I had two nurses actually cuz the one ended their shift a few hours into my me getting treated but they were all so nice to me my doctor was incredibly nice like he it was a, it was a new doctor he was so nice um but they gave me like two bags of fluids so so dehydrated i got medic medicine i got pain meds and i got zofran oh they were so nice to me and i i was there for like i think i was there for at least like half a day getting treatment and um yeah so nice but I found out later on that apparently my dad called the hospital that night and uh freaked out and was like you really don't give your ER patients water blah 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 uh, but they still never approached me with water so <laughs> a lot of got good that did but I will never go to that ER again no absolutely not it <laughs> Like, not only were they slow as fuck, they were super understaffed, which stop firing your fucking employees. Simple as that. If you want proper staffing, stop fucking firing them. Like, um, and they were rude. So, the ones that they still have left are rude. Well, a few of them. Um, anyways, that's why I didn't have a podcast last week, so that's my life love it um i am currently in nashville <laughs> i'm in nashville 
My crew was kind of lame though. We didn't do shit. Um, so I've just been sitting in my hotel, ordered food, and I was incredibly disappointed with it. So I ended up having to eat um, peanut butter and jelly. So that was fun. But yeah, that's my life. I ha I'm on a three day trip right now. I Then I have six days off. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home to Nevada. Hang out with my cousin. See my family. Watch my little brothers play basketball. Very excited for that. Um, but yeah. That's why I like guys, this job is incredible because I can pretty much do so much with my schedule. Like what other job can you just have six days off without taking like a vacation, like using vacation, like time and stuff. Like I, these are six days off that like I don't have to use any of my like PTO for, which is incredible because I, whenever I get back, I work six days. Like, I don't know. I just, I love it. It's so nice and incredibly work. Oh, I, no, I don't know if I want to tell you guys. Fuck. Should I? I was really, really, uh, I don't know. I was really, really secretive about this job. So I don't know if I should tell you guys. Uh, I applied for, okay, I'm just going to tell you. I applied for another airline today, but I won't say who it was. <laughs> I don't like jinxing things, but fingers crossed, guys. I would be really scared to go through training again, but you know, it is what it is. Um, okay, I have like a really like big topic I want to talk about today. Not something new to the podcast, something that has always been like a main discussion especially whenever me and ash are both on here um i have like a few saved um posts on reddit that i want to read to like kind of jump start this conversation that i'm gonna have with you guys like just because obviously i am talking to myself well i'm talking to you guys but i'm talking um with myself there's no one here to have conversation with me so let's just do that that way it'll give me something to um bounce back off of so i have a few things that i want to read i just i really don't know what to what to start with um so bear with me um also no 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 never mind never mind never mind uh, 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 uh um Okay, no, I don't want to start with that. Mm -mm. I, uh, these are, I feel like these are good posts too. Um. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, I'm just going to start with this one. Screw it. Basically, the whole thing I want to talk about is loving too hard or like caring too much because you guys know that's how I am I'm incredibly caring and I'm incredibly thoughtful and I feel like sometimes it's in like too much 
too much for others. You know what I mean? So, I'm just going to read some of these, and then I'm just going to talk about how I feel, and yeah, let's have, let's have, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, why am I being awkward? This is my fucking podcast. <laughs> okay, I keep getting my heart broken over loving too hard and too fast, or something. That's the title. So, this is what she says. She goes, well, he, I don't know. Who knows? I'm not judging. I'm not discriminating. Guys can love too hard, too. Where? Where are they? Okay. It just seems to scare every boy away. But see, they'll spend a month or two entertaining my fantasy of being loved, jumping quickly from casual to serious, telling me how often they think of me, how much they miss me, hugging me tight when we shower together, kissing my forehead when we fall asleep, saying tender and loving things, and then suddenly they say, I can't be in a relationship, I can't give you what you want. But they were giving it to me the whole time. But of course, my knee was and is always nagging at me, especially in the days leading up to seemingly inevitable heartbreak. I think she meant mind? I don't know. Reminding me that for whatever reason, I'm not worth being loved long enough to even say I love you. Oh man. <sighs> even when the whole short time, it felt like that level is where we were. Oh, and my knee always proves itself right. And I, what does that mean? Anyways, it keeps happening and my friends and family tell me to let it make me stronger, to motivate myself to be independent. Oh fellow intuitive and feeling friends, how can these things how can I do these things when I am constantly made to feel unworthy of the thing I want the most? And how can I stop my anxiety and intuition from completely joining forces? Will I worry about every relationship and be right about it? About it? Will I ever be wrong? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> when she said, reminding me that for whatever reason, I'm not worth being loved long enough to even say, I love you. <laughs> that part <laughs> okay now let's read some of the replies shall we uh, okay I have experienced the same thing numerous times in my life and while it, it initially caused me to question my own worth I later realized that as in INFPs we bring a unique and passionate depth to our relationships impact and i don't know what the fuck that means anyways a kind of intoxicating uh feeling and while we live and breathe that kind of headspace not everyone else has the skills to do it or enjoys to do it for very long and that is okay it doesn't reflect any problem within us it just reflects the difficulty of other people not as familiar or skilled with feelings have when they are around us I think we have a way of bringing truth about in people also, and this can at times scare people. Either way, you're awesome. Mm -mm. Um. Wow, yeah, that's, that's tough. Because I absolutely feel the same way. <laughs> oh, girly, okay. Let's see. 
Okay, this, this is another one. Someone says, I think I always love too hard. Maybe I connect with some people instantly. Maybe I just have preconceived notions in my head, but I'm always the one in relationships who loves too hard. Romantic, platonic, it doesn't matter which type. I go out of my way, remember the little things about the people in my life, plan dates and activities, and um, present constantly. Sometimes I hate it. I hate not feeling reciprocated. I hate being the only caring one carrying the load. But I remember how it feels to be unloved. Remember my own tears when I was alone, and I would rather not have anyone feel like I used to feel. If I have to love too hard, I'll love too hard, and I hope eventually I find someone with my energy. Mm -mm -mm, didn't know these were gonna hit me in the feels. <laughs> uh, someone says, you're a good person, please protect yourself. <laughs> someone says, are you me? <laughs> um, someone says, you seem like a really nice person, but remember, dude, don't give too much of yourself to someone who doesn't value it. There will be people in the world who will take your love for granted be it toxic friends or even someone you're in a relationship with. Trust me, it'll break you and you will keep getting hurt every time and it's not healthy for you. You have to be a little stern and cold sometimes to let people not take you for granted. Giving so much love and care will make you expect reciprocation and when it's not reciprocated, it'll hurt you a lot. You have to tone down on the kindness and love because too much of anything makes people lose its, val its value. I'm not telling you this, I'm not telling you to become emotionless. All I'm saying is there is a time and a place to share your love and be kind and you should know when it is. So take care and all the best and I hope I helped you. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I get that. But I don't want to... Like, not, you know what I mean? Like, when I care for someone, I, I don't want to not let them know, you know? Like, I feel like, uh, I don't want to be cold. I don't want to be that person. I'm not that person. I'm a very nice person, and I have a lot to offer someone, and I want them to know, you know? Like, I think it's just so fucking stupid how people are, like, you, like, how people say that you, like, you shouldn't be too much. I feel like I'm not being too much. I'm being exactly who I am. And I guess if, if I, if, if who I am is too much for someone, they can go find less because... I don't want to change. Like, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Ugh. Like, I... Uh, mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I could go on and on about how fucking dumb it is. Uh, okay. Um, this one is pretty short, but I want to read the comments because there's a few. Um, this one says... Is it bad to love too hard? Friends, lovers, anything. Because I love too hard and I think that's the reason I get so hurt. And yet I think that love is what makes the world better. But at the same time, what hurts us the most? Absolutely. I think the reason why, like, I make it so, like, I don't know, that's why I'm so caring and so loving and so vocal about it is because 
people, you don't get that with everyone, you know, like, and I feel like, I don't know, I just want to make up for the lack of love in people's lives, that's it, okay, this person says, it's okay to love hard as long as you know when to back off when your boundaries are being crossed, but also when you love too much, that becomes hard to do, also, usually love comes with expectations, and it's easy to let down, so you should see if the person you're loving is worth worthy of it all. But if you were love if you were love unconditionally, that's not bad at all and we all should make efforts to do so too. Mm, someone said and the OP replied and said, I don't really know when boundaries are being crossed or if I'm being dramatic, you know? I'd like to think the people I love are worthy of it. They've never done anything really wrong. I just just I can be a bit sensitive, so maybe they indirectly hurt me, if that makes sense. Thank you for your opinion. I agree with you. Someone says, feel you. I'm the same. Every love I show, I do with passion and honesty. My friends enjoy it a lot, but because of that, I get hurt a lot. And once I feel a bit down, I get to turn myself, I turn myself down even more. I don't think it's bad to love too much, but it has downsides as well. Um, I'm the same way. I feel like I always give way too much of myself and I'm asking myself to get hurt. I also feel like I get hurt because I expect people to have the same heart as me, which isn't fair at all. So I have to, sh I have a struggle. I struggle with that a lot. Um, yeah, that, I, d that's definitely me. Like, I just expect people to have the same heart as me. And so, Okay, I'm not as bad about that anymore, I feel like, because I'm now I'm understanding, like, this shit has happened to me so many times. So now I'm starting to, un like, I'm understanding for sure that not everyone does have the same heart as me, but that doesn't mean I'm going to match their energy. Like, I'm not, I don't know, I don't want to match, I don't know, I don't want to match the energy of someone that can't, I don't know, I don't know, guys, I just... It's so frustrating. OP replied to that comment and said, asking myself to get hurt, in quotes. I feel that. I think that there's a side of us that's optimistic, hoping that someone will not be like everyone else, you know? And having the same heart, I feel the same way. I always think people will treat me the same way I treat them, with love and interest and things like that, but it usually doesn't feel equal. I'm sorry that you were late. It's not a nice feeling, but I hope that it helps to know that I feel the same way. And the same person replied back and said it's refreshing to have someone who understands i feel like i'm just too much if that makes sense like maybe i'm the problem and i need to dial it back not that anyone else needs to measure up you know i'm sorry you're in the same boat we deserve better okay absolutely like i do me i as well feel like i'm too much sometimes and that i should calm down but then i struggle with no this is who i am like, someone is gonna, like, appreciate it eventually, but then again, I'm like, well, maybe I need to start off, I, okay, for one, I feel like I don't start off too strong anyways, I just really, uh, I don't know, I just, I feel like if I'm into you, I want to get to know you, I want to hang out with you, I want to spend time with you, I want to get to know you, like, why wouldn't you want to do those things? Like, why waste your time having the most boring fucking conversations 
never hanging out, but like once in a while, like why would you waste your time doing that? Because wouldn't you want, if you're, if you're not interested in this person, wouldn't you want to know sooner rather than later? Like why waste all your time when you could just get to know the person, get to, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just like, let's, let's do it all. Like, why fucking not, right? Um, someone, oh, she replies better or back and she says, I feel exactly the same way. Seriously, I feel like I'm annoying them or that everything is always my fault if it doesn't end up how I hope. But something I try to remind myself is that relationships with others have to go both ways. After all, there is more than just one person in the relationship. It shouldn't just be our responsibility to make things work out. And we do deserve better. I hope that we will get it someday. <sighs> Preach. Um, um, new comment. I'm exactly the same way. I love too hard. But I am also the same person who is getting hurt or disappointed by people. And that is because I expect them to have the same heart as me and treat me the same way. While it's not necessarily bad to love uh, others hard you need to remember self-love and care is just as important absolutely and I love myself I do I'm finally at the point to where I do like I think I'm freaking great like I think I'm, I'm very pretty I am very funny I'm very funny okay don't try to say I'm not because I am <laughs> um I'm kind I'm like super caring I'm just I think I'm great. I'm awesome. And I just <laughs> don't know why other people don't see it. <laughs> like, I don't get it. And I'm starting to think, like, okay, maybe I'm not as pretty as I think I am. Because <laughs> you would think, like, if I wasn't that pretty, like, if I'm obviously not the prettiest girl. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, there's so many other pretty girls. And like, I don't even want to say I wish I could be, like, a pretty girl. Like, I am a pretty girl. But I, like, because I don't really give a fuck. Because I feel like my personality outshines that. So that's why I'm like, okay, <laughs> I want you to get to know me. So, like, please get to know me. So you know, like, I don't know. I just feel like if someone took the time to get to know me, things would finally go the way I want them to because I think I'm pretty cool but no one ever takes the time to get to know me so that's my life um mm -mm. I don't know if it's worth it but seeing people love people I love happy is the most beautiful thing and I love seeing it yeah me too I like making people feel loved like, I don't think there's anything better, like, especially someone that doesn't think that they're worthy of that or doesn't really think highly of themselves. Like, if I, if I think that you're great, I want to make sure you know you're great. So you start believing it, you know, like, let me love you. Let me just, let me love you. Um... Can relate. I think it's two sides of the same coin. People who love really hard also feel major sadness. Absolutely, dude. Because when I, whenever I love too hard and I just get let down, it's the biggest fucking blow, dude. Like, it sucks. 
it makes me so sad because I already have so much like love for this person because I care so much and like like getting my love turned down is just sucks dude it fucking hurts even though it's not it's not like love like I'm in love with you type of love it's like damn I think you're really great my heart like feels something whenever I think about you because I think you're just so great I think about that like like oh my friends like Ashley like my cousin she's my best friend and like I have so much love for her my like my heart you know like I feel my heart just feels whenever I think about her because I just fucking love her dude and that's how I feel about like people that I'm that I see potential with like and I don't know why that would like I just feel like that's so stupid if it scares someone away because why wouldn't you want someone to care for you like that it's so fucking dumb I if someone came to me and was like I care for you so much, like, my heart, like, I feel something in my heart when I think about you, I'd be like, oh my god, let's get married, because <laughs> you are me, <laughs> but no one ever fucking does that, god, <laughs> okay, uh, major sadness, then again, if your emotions tend to be in a middle ground all the time, that also means no highs for you, and if there's... No such thing as free lunch, is it? Okay, that didn't make it, whatever. Anyway, loving hard is actually great, and you need to accept the sadness to some extent. Maybe watch the South Park episode, Raisins, for inspiration, and pay close attention to the ending. It deals with this exact topic. However, if you're in major distress, do get help for that. And learn to establish boundaries and protect your mental health. Um, interesting, a South Park episode for this. Okay, interesting. Wow, yeah, um, fuck, okay. Okay, here's another one before another, like, before my last one I want to read, because it's pretty long, but I'm going to save that one. Um, this one is titled, Does Anybody Else Feel Like They Love Too Hard in Relationships? I'm not clingy or codependent, but when I am passionate about someone or something, I go at it with full force. Me. Me fucking me. Me, bitch. Me too. <laughs> I am very expressive with how I feel, but sometimes I feel like I overwhelm the other person and they can't handle it. Yep. I guess it's hard because I'm really not interested in a lukewarm type of love, and especially in today's society where people are wanting a more casual thing. Can anyone else relate? Me, sister. Me, right here. Ashlyn, motherfucking Spaniard. Me. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Um, someone said, I love deep connections and bonds with people. I can't stand any type of relationship just being casual. It feels artificial when there isn't a, any real connecting going on. Like that, like what's the point of a relationship if you're not going to connect deeply with one another? It fucking exactly, dude. Exactly. Like I'm so sick of generic shit. And like, I don't know. I feel like I will literally try to force something that I really want until it's, like, just taken away from me. Like, I don't know. 
if I will feel like someone doesn't really want to talk to me and I will continue the conversation and I will, I don't know, maybe this is just like, I, I don't know, I just want it to work. So I try to make it, I try to make it more interesting. And sometimes like that shit is just so draining. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't understand. Like if you just, I don't know, if you don't want to talk, just let me know. Shit's so annoying. Uh, I feel the same way about this. I wouldn't say exactly it's loving too hard, but it's more like we feel love very deeply and we're willing to express it more than others. Also, because our of our FI, we t- uh, this is like terminology I don't know, so maybe, I don't know. Maybe y'all can help me out. We tend to have an inner, tense, an inner intensity of feeling or pay higher attention to feelings, and this is why I think that we want to always protect them much more. It's not necessarily a bad thing, and with the right partner, it can never feel like you give out too much love. Yeah, I know. With the right one, it'll never feel like too much. I fucking know, but you think after six years, I would have found someone that would appreciate all my fucking love and affection. But no. No. I definitely do. I relate very much to being the person who loves the most in a relationship. I am not codependent either, but sometimes I feel so good when I'm around or touching the person I love that I forgot that anything else matters until I kick until I'm kicked back into re- reality. Yeah. Honestly, like I feel like I'm I'm not clingy. I'm not obsessive. I'm not I'm not anything like that. I just, whenever I like you, I enjoy being around you. Like, yeah, I'll give you your space. We don't have to be together 24-7. But I want to hang out with you whenever I have free time. Simple as that. Like, and I love physical affection. I love that shit. Like, no matter how much I said I didn't in past episodes, I'm guilty. I fucking love it. Let me hold your hand. Let me play with your hair, please. That's my favorite thing to do. Just lay there. Lay on my lap. Let me play with your hair. While we watch a movie or something. God. Not too much to fucking ask for. <laughs> oh, I hate it here. Okay. Um, I would look into anxious attachment style. If this is happening with all your partners, there may be something deeper going on what okay next podcast i'm gonna do some research guys on anxious attachment style because i'm gonna screenshot that right now (laughs) um because yeah i would definitely need to know okay i only have fucking 20 minutes of recording left love that okay Uh, uh, uh. i'm like this and have to stop myself from being mushy and intense and confessing my love for my friends all the time honestly honestly okay this one hopefully this one is what i think it's gonna be but who knows i'm just gonna read it it says for those who love too hard rechanneling your love so let's dive in shall we i'm guilty of loving too hard my first relationship ended two weeks ago and i was gutted it was a long eight months six of which we were long distance due to the pandemic Over time, my ex had lost feelings for me due to the distance and began pulling away, only finally deciding to be honest with me through text when I pointed out his being distant. 
I agreed with his decision to break up, even though I was upset he didn't want to do it through a video call and that I wasn't privy to his decision. Making process, oh, decision-making process at all, considering the fact that he's younger and only just about to start university. And that doesn't mean I didn't love him or give the relationship everything I had. I'd allowed him lots of space and encouraged him to pursue his interests wholeheartedly while I dealt with the aftermath of his leaving on my own. We met abroad in a working holiday. I'm still in the country. We were, we met trying to sell some of his possessions. I wanted him to be happy and find himself, even if it's not with me. And I understood that at 20, you don't know who you are yet. I know I took a big risk letting myself fall in love with him and I fully accept the consequences. Oh, girly, girly pop. Now I find myself being reminded of him everywhere I go because we'd lived, traveled, hiked, and camped together. I feel so much pain over losing my lover, travel buddy, and friend. Suddenly, all our hopes and dreams were dashed, and I, the love I had for him had nowhere to go. The first few days were the hardest. I couldn't sleep at night and had to drag myself into work in the morning. I had to take breaks in between to cry, but ultimately what helped was not just getting my very... Not just getting very invested in work, it was meeting, talking to, and helping my new co-workers. I realized that I tend to give a lot of myself to the ones I love because it might have been too much for my ex, I will never know, but hey, romantic love is not everything. Asking about my ex's day has become asking about my co-worker's day. Worrying about his latest injury has become checking in with my co-workers during and after work, listening to him rant about his job has become listening to my coworkers rant about the unglamorous side of unwitting long-term backpacking. Updating each other on our daily lives has become telling and listening to stories of me and my coworkers' exciting and sometimes painful journeys to where we are now. Rechanneling the love and care I had for my ex has helped me cope immensely after the breakup. I still have my moments, sleepless nights, and a hideaway to cry. I loved very hard in the way I knew how to love, and just because my ex didn't decided that he didn't want this anymore doesn't mean I should stop loving. While lots of breakups adv breakup advice suggests redirecting that love to yourself, and as you should, I think for some of us who are inclined to give, which is a lot of us in this subreddit, I hel helping and being there for others can be a very effective form of self-care self too. I like that, although it was kind of off topic. I like that. I think that rechanneling your love into something that is beneficial to others whenever you are such a caring person is a really a good thing like uh, like I don't know after I, for me if I'm hurt I tend to like just not talk to anyone I don't like like my last thing that happened with that stupid fucking pilot I really didn't talk to my parents for a while like I would typically call my mom like every day or every other day but I just felt I was just so sad that I just didn't want to talk to anyone you know so I don't know but yeah that's cool whatever okay so I'm done with the those reddit threads but let's see I actually watched a video earlier and I like made some notes um about it so I'm just gonna like briefly go over um I it was like a video about uh, being the girl who loves too hard, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I have this, okay, mislabeled as clingy and needy. Absolutely. Like, I really feel like, like I said earlier, I'm not, I'm not needy. I'm not clingy. Like, 
I simply just want to spend time with you if I care for you. I just want to spend time with you. Is that too much to ask? Like, if you want a break from me, just let me know. We'll take a break. And I blame this on my fucking last relationship. Granted, it was almost six years ago now. But as soon as we met, literally, the day we met, we were inseparable, dude. With each other every single day that we could be. Like, I stayed the night every single night. Like, we were inseparable. We did not know how to be without each other. Granted, it was a fucking lesbian relationship, and that's how girls are, but, like, dude, I, like, I, like, what do you mean you don't want to see me? It's, it's, it's been, like, fucking 22 hours, and you don't miss me? <laughs> like, I want to be with you all the time, but I swear it's not, like, a clingy type thing. It's, like, I just really like you, and I want to spend time with you, but, I mean, I guess if you don't want to, I'm not going to be mad at you but i'll be a little sad um <laughs> this quote let's see loving too hard is always something that's made me question if i am defective yeah that's another thing which sucks because when you care for someone and you try to make that known and you try to like give all this give give all of yourself to someone and they don't reciprocate it and they just like turn you down and fucking ghost you it really makes you feel like you're a problem like something is wrong with me to where these people just won't accept my love like do they not see what i have to offer them do they not want to be loved like this because i want to be loved like this i want someone to love me the way i love other people fuck Shit's so annoying. God. <laughs> um, I always wonder why guys can't see all the good I do for them. Yeah, same. Um, makes you wish you didn't care for others. It's very true. It like I do have my moments where I'm like, fuck, I wish I wasn't like this. I fucking wish I wasn't like this. I wish I could just turn this shit off because it fucking sucks. It hurts so bad. It hurts because it's just never reciprocated. Um, but then, then like an hour later, I'm like, no, this is who I am. Fucking stop. This is who I am. If they don't like it, move on. Someone will eventually. Fuck. It might be another six years from now, but eventually someone will like how I am. Someone will appreciate the love that I have to fucking give, you know? You know? Um, wait, where did my note go? Oh no, there it is. Okay. Um, real love is not easy to come by, and when people find it, it scares them. That's a good point, too, because I know some people can be very intimidated by um, the love I have to give. Which sucks, because then I just, at that point, I wish they could just give it a chance. You know? Just open yourself up. Let me bring out the soft side in you, because I know it's there. Like, cuddle me and call me pretty girl. Because that's all I ever wanted. <laughs> Some Lucas Scott and Brooke Davis pretty girl moment. Like, ugh. My heart would melt on spot. Um, yeah, I just want to play with your hair. <laughs> Let me love you. Um, others see someone that loves too hard and begin to wonder what the catch is. They assume they're weak or desperate or crazy because they can't imagine that someone would appreciate them that much. Yes, 
I think that a lot of people do not believe they're worthy of the love that someone is trying to give them. And I think a lot of people struggle with accepting that type of love. So, that's what I'm saying. Just like, let me, let me love you. You deserve it. Let me love you. Please. <laughs> um, this is what we really want in return is to see our love reciprocated and the fact that the majority of people can't do that because they're too weak to do so. Um, I don't really know if I really agree and I, want, I don't want to say someone's too weak to give me that in return. I just think, I don't know. I wish I knew why these people, like maybe they just don't fucking like me and that's okay, whatever. I guess I'm, I don't know. But of all the people I try to give my love to, all of them didn't like me? What the fuck? I find that very hard to believe because I'm great. I'm hilarious. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Something's wrong. Uh, we were born with a tragic flaw of being too loving for a world filled with stupid, selfish, and weak people. Which I just don't... I don't... Like, this is me being me and being super kind. I don't like that. The super... What does it say? Stupid, selfish, and weak people. I don't like that. I think that's just very mean. Just because someone doesn't feel the same way I do about them doesn't mean they're stupid, selfish, and weak. I mean, they're a little dumb, but... I mean, it is what it is. We're not for everyone, right? But I'm still gonna try. <laughs> um, yeah, me and Ash did a podcast about this a while ago. And I, it was titled Give Love Anyways. I'm pretty sure that's what it was titled. And just talking about how we're gonna continue to just give love because one day someone is going to appreciate it. One day. Like, I'm not gonna fucking stop. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, my, I'm not gonna turn to a cold-hearted bitch. I'm not gonna do it. I refuse. I am soft, and I am full of fucking love, okay? But I'm not weak. That's for one, that's for sure. Like, don't, don't confuse my softness with weakness, because you're not gonna treat me badly. I'm not gonna let anyone that I love treat me badly and expect them to stick around just because I love them expect me to stick around just because I love them that's not what I'm fucking saying here and everyone should know that like I'm not gonna put up with that shit um I just want to love someone and them love me in return and treat me like a baby because I deserve to be treated like a baby I am baby okay okay capiche capiche okay <laughs> Um, okay, that, uh, that's all I really want to talk about. I've just been struggling with this a lot lately. I just have so much in my heart that I just want to give out, and, yeah, so, that's my fucking life. Nothing's really changed. I feel like I talk about the same stuff all the time. <laughs> um, but, uh, my, oh, also... I know, like, that since Ashley stopped doing the podcast, a lot of you have stopped listening, and it makes me really fucking sad, because I'm trying my hardest here, okay, and I really, I love doing this, and I know a lot of people that still listen, and they enjoy it, um, but I'm just gonna name off some of my loyal listeners that I hope are still listening, because they would text me 
about my podcast all the time. And now I really don't hear about hear from them anymore. So I'm like, hmm, maybe they don't listen anymore. Let's see. Taylor, which I get it. She just had a baby. But I really don't think she listens anymore. Um, Dean, you know who you are. I don't know if you listen anymore, but if you do, you better check in. Aaron, I definitely don't know if you listen anymore. Probably not. I'm probably sick of my shit. Um, fuck, who else? I know Jordan still listens. That's my girl. I love her. Um, fuck, who else? I had, like, a whole list of people in my head that I wanted to call out. I know my my mom doesn't listen anymore. My sister doesn't listen anymore. So fucked up. <laughs> I'm just genuinely so upset that these people, like, don't listen anymore. I'm sorry I'm boring. Fuck. If you would like this podcast, can you please tell me if you listen and if you like if you're still listening every week and you like it, like whether it just be you being nosy and wanting to know about my life, please tell me that please encourage me to keep going because lately I've been like, should I even do this anymore? Like I feel like people don't listen anymore, but I obviously like I still have like around 50 listeners every episode, but we used to have like 150 every episode, so it's kind of discouraging, but I don't want to quit because of those 50 people that still listen. So, if you're still listening, I love you. Um, maybe give me ideas of things to talk about or things you want me to talk about or things you want to know about my job. Send me questions. I will literally answer them in a podcast, please. Uh, or if you want to be on the podcast, hit me up. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm just gonna do my song of the week because we're getting close to the hour mark and I'm recording on my iPad and it won't let me record longer than an hour. So, um, my song of the week is Drunk Text Me by Lexi Jade. I found this song on TikTok a few weeks ago and I was like, holy fucking shit, this is a good ass song. Um, I feel like I can really like sit in my room and cry to this song. But it hadn't been released yet. She was just, um teasing it on tiktok so i i like saved the video and i looked back for a release date and she finally put a release date of january 6th it's like oh perfect i like i'm in the i'm in i'm in my feels because of the pilot like it's gonna be a good ass song to cry to january 6th come comes around and i've lost my attachment to the pilot like i i don't care anymore there may be reasons why i don't but that's besides the point um but, like, I am not sad over him anymore, so this song just doesn't hit as well as it should. But it's still a really good song, and you guys should listen to it. I'm going to add it to the playlist. going to put it on my Instagram story. And, yeah, I think that that's, that's all I really wanted to talk about. Um, all right. Um, season three is going to be starting again, like, soon, because this well, this episode 57. So I still don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to do anything different for season three. I don't know. I really want an intro song. I've wanted an intro song since we started this fucking podcast. But the person that was going to do it for me flaked on me. So if anyone knows someone or can write me an intro or, like, something cool let me know i'd appreciate it or if you guys have like an idea of something for an intro like something i can say 
that's like totally me and like would be a good intro and like we put it put it with some music or something I don't know I'm just I'm I just work here I don't even work I don't, I don't even get paid so I just talk here <laughs> uh okay guys thanks for listening to me Rhea. I did cry again today so that's I should change this to crying with Ashlyn <laughs> oh my god okay I hope someone can relate to my this like my life this is why I do it okay love you guys bye <laughs>